0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to uh, Wednesday Night Wallet Presents, full, the Full Gear After Show. It's Rylan Turner, joined alongside, by as always, by Kyle Joseph. Kyle, how are you? I'm good. We had a
1: very nice pay-per-view experience that we got to watch, and now we're going to get to talk about it, so it's a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We, uh, we tuned into Full Gear last night, uh, AEW's... Uh, I guess they're pre-Christmas or I guess they're thank- pre-Thanksgiving uh, pay-per-view offering. And honestly, we were not jazzed about this thing going in and it turned out all right. Yeah, I, I mean, that's the thing. I think,
1: I don't think there were any matches that fell below expectations. So that's always a good sign
0: when you get through a pay-per-view like that. On top of that, we also had a match that we were really not excited about going in. And I don't think we feel as bad coming out of it.
1: Yeah, I think, I think again, generally speaking... This was a lot of positives.
0: Certainly, certainly. Well, let's get right into it, Kyle. As uh, we talked about on our last pay-per-view review, or I guess our last Wednesday Night Rewind, the format has changed. We're not going long form. We have a top 10 list talking about this pay-per-view and the surroundings of this pay-per-view. We'll have a little bit of news coming out of this pay-per-view at the end. Uh, Kyle, shall we get right into it? Yeah,
1: uh, I think we can get into it. Um, Number 10. Uh, I guess I'll start I'll go first. For me, number 10, uh, Jay Cargill and Nyla Rose. The match was okay. I do think that I was hoping for a bit more from these two, but I was hoping for it to be a little bit more violent, to be honest with you. I think the thing about this feud is that this is the first time we have uh, had a really big feud that really seemed to irritate Jade Cargill and they showed it early on in the match her frustration and everything like that but it just didn't it didn't boil over throughout the match this wasn't a particularly different match than we've seen we've seen her wrestle before it was okay I just think that the chemistry wasn't quite there between these two and I'm looking forward to seeing who Jade gets to wrestle next
0: yeah, I, I I agree. I'm happy this is over. Uh, we can all thank Tony Schiavone for this wonderful uh, program. As it was announced in the press conference, that this was uh, this was his idea. He 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 brought us this this title stealing promo or, or um not promo but uh, program. And I said so, on the thanks. preview
1: show, title stealing is not a bad idea as far as a storyline goes. It just didn't make sense for this
0: particular pair of people. I couldn't agree with you more on that one. Uh, my number 10 was... My, my, sorry. Uh, my number 10 was Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett against Sting and Darby Allin. This was the match that I referenced uh, a little bit earlier when I said that this is a match going in that me and you not particularly excited about. But as Sting does, oftentimes on pay-per-view, the performance kind of outweighed the... I think the drag that this match had coming into it, I thought Sting looked great. Darby Allen, of course, looked great. Jay lethal looked fantastic. And Jeff Jarrett to his credit was in great shape. Um, while he did not do a ton of things in this match, he never does a ton of things. This is a guy who works a very old school style and is somehow able to make that work for him as a heel. Uh, I thought this was actually a way better match than I expected, and they did not announce it as a no-disqualification tag match until the show of, so they definitely got a... I think whenever whenever you have Darby Allin and Sting, you know that you, we have to have some sort of uh, rule bending. Um, Sting's got to get his dive. He's got to get his dive. Yeah. You know who really looked good in this match? Satnam Singh. Agreed. This is the best use
1: of Satnam Singh they've had so far in the company.
0: Like when he tossed Darby Allen onto the ramp, I cringed. I was like, "Oh my god!" Like this is just brutal. The chokeslam to Sting, too, all while rocking the the most purple pants. As I believe Taz said, it's all the uh, purple material in the world uh, came together to make these pants for him.
1: Um, this is my number nine. I might as well just get to it. It had it was better than it had any reason to be. And I agree with you. As soon as they said, uh, a no disqualification match, I'm like, oh, thank, thank the Lord. Cause <laughs> if there's one thing that Jeff Jarrett and Sting and all of these guys can still do in 2022, it's a street fight. So, yes. and this was just a street fight. Again. Not an amazing match. I do. I am glad that Darby and Sting got to go over. Um, and I'm also, I'm hoping this is sort of the end of this for now. We'll see where Jay Lethal and his squad goes to next. But yeah, this was, this was pretty good. And I'm glad we got to, I'm glad that the stipulation sort of helped carry it along because I don't know what we would have done
0: otherwise. My number nine was Eddie Kingston versus June Akiyama uh, from the pre-show. I thought this was a tremendous, strong-style, uh, all-Japan-style, all King's Road-style match. Uh, this is Eddie Kingston having a match against one of his heroes, Uh, somebody he holds in a very high regard and you, and going into this match, he had a promo with Renee backstage where basically he just couldn't talk. He was so emotional about this moment. They had this great match against one another. Eddie Kingston got to go over and there was a display of emotion at the end. That was very hard. Hard. I think the only thing that beat it emotion wise for me was a match. We're going to talk about a little bit later, but, um, no and then it led into this great pro, uh, promo afterwards where essentially eddie kingston was running down the pay-per-view with the last seven minutes left on the pre-show and he was told that he had to get out like the, the fans were eating this shit up and i guess one of the producers on the floor said hey you gotta get out of here and he just goes all right guys he's telling me i gotta go see ya And he just takes off. And, like, he's apologizing to Excalibur for running down the pay-per-view before he can. And the the commentary was, was all over this, just like, don't worry, Excalibur only needs 30 seconds. He does it every week. Like... This was this was tremendous. I thought this was really good stuff. Eddie Kingston is so over still, even with this cooling down period after the Jericho feud. I feel like he hasn't lost a step in there. And I had never seen Jun Akiyama a- a- wrestle a match before. So this was very, very interesting. I like this combination with DDT. I think that it's a good a good thing for them. And uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited to see the uh, the future of Jun Akiyama and hopefully some more appearances in AEW. And I'm happy to see Eddie Kingston get a win on pay-per-view. Uh, I guess even pre-show pay-per-view. Anyway.
1: Yeah, 100%. I didn't have any of the pre-show matches in this, but I did watch the pre-show, which is a change for <laughs> That's me. That's a rarity. <laughs> and and this was a good match. This was this was a very solid match between these two, and I'm, I'm happy to happy to have seen it. And yeah, keep Eddie Kingston sort of bubbling under right there. He's just one of those guys that you just need the right feud, and you can send him right back to the moon. Certainly, my number eight. I guess we're moving on to yeah. Sirena's back. The match between Sirena and Britt Baker, while not perfect, was a nice. It was a nice reintroduction to as a wrestler. It was good to see her. Um, even if the tongue in cheek, you know, oh, she hurt her neck on the first maneuver. I could have called, seen that coming uh, from a mile away. But yeah. I'm glad to see her getting her opportunity. Seeing her brother there too was very, was very nice, and getting to celebrate that moment with her was was really cool. Obviously, she has been looking forward to getting back into wrestling. I mean, it's wild to imagine your career being over when you're 25.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Even if
1: she'd been doing it most of her life, it's hard to imagine that being the end point for you. I'm happy that she's going to get this opportunity to have a run. I don't know how many years she has left of wrestling, and will, it remains to be seen. And again, I don't expect her to be sort of like a person we're going to see wrestling on Dynamite every week, or Lord forbid, I don't think we're going to see Soraya doing any YouTube matches. But, because she's again, she's on borrowed time, but... For her to get to go out on her own terms, like everybody who we've talked about who gets to go out on their own terms, whether it be Brian Danielson, whether it be Edge, whoever it happens to be, I'm happy to see it. So yeah, absolutely. This was this was a more moment than match, but the match was pretty good.
0: Uh, I am going to talk a little bit more about that later in my list, but uh, no, I agree. It, 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 I agree with all your points. Uh, my number eight was Ricky Starks versus Brian Cage, the semifinal, uh, I guess, what what is it, the some sort of gold tournament. Oh, it's, the, uh, it's the it's the eliminator um, tournament. Eliminator tournament for the yeah for the AEW title. So. Uh, This match was great. Obviously, these two have history together, both being members of Team Taz, which I think a lot of people forgot going into this. But uh, this was a really great match, really great showing for Ricky Starks, who, it you know, it was apparently legitimately injured going into this. Brian Cage looked great, as he usually does. And no, I I ate this up. I thought that these two had a really stellar, stellar match, even a pre-show match. They were going out there trying to steal the show and certainly had a... I mean, they had a lot ahead of it. A lot ahead of them. But uh, I like a good effort like this and and I think that Ricky Starks moving forward uh, is the right decision. I think Ethan Page versus Ricky Starks on Dynamite this week is going to be great. We'll talk more about that uh, once we conclude the pay-per-view, though. For me...
1: Starks was the guy who took the 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 FTW title off of it. He was, indeed. Was he not? Yeah. So... Yeah, those two had history, obviously. And it's cool to see Starks getting the opportunity to go over. I agree with you. He and Ethan Page are two perfect people for this tournament. mid Carter's who deserve to get that opportunity to be on the come up. Hopefully both of them get to take that uh, opportunity and sort of run with it in their own way. But I'm excited to see whoever's going to win this
0: match. Even Page was on commentary for this match, and the announcers were putting over how amazing Brian Cage's pecs were until he popped up and went, yeah, he's got good tits. He's got real nice tits. And the announcers were so flabbergasted and fumbled by this. Like, JR was just like, oh, 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 boy. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. uh, But, yeah, that was my number eight. Kyle, you're number seven.
1: So... I thought that this match was good, but and it was like, it was a very good match. It had a lot of competition. This there's a lot of great matches on this show, but the big thing was it was the biggest part of this match was a moment, and that moment is you don't slap no Keith Lee in the face. <laughs> Keith Lee walking off was uh, a re- it was a good moment to see. It's good, I. I really like Swerve and Your our Glory. I thought they were a good tag team, but I do think it is always going to be tricky where you have Swerve, who's such a natural heel, and like he can play a babyface well. Like he's not he's not bad at being a babyface, but he's so good as a heel. And you have Keith Lee, who can play a heel, but
0: he's so good as a babyface. One point about this this match or this program, I think that uh, I heard on a, a, a different podcast uh, after the show was that uh, all these guys got elevated with a, by one another, all of them. They did. Uh, he, they did. Uh, when I talk when you talk about Lee and Swerve, they elevated each other to yeah. They're both solo guys who, are, like you said, very strong babyface and Lee, very strong heel and Swerve. But they played off each other so well that they had this great tag run, including a title win, which was great. Yes. Uh, and then a, a, a series, a three-way series with the acclaimed who are easily the most over group, I think. But with the exception of maybe FTR in AEW, like the signs, the fit foam fingers, the uh, the T-shirts. Like these guys are merch movers for sure. And I am going to talk about this later as well. But I just wanted to make the point that I thought that... Um, all these guys elevated one another, and I think they're all bigger stars for this feud.
1: I agree. Uh, I think FTR was probably the strangest exclusion off of this pay per view. To not even see them show up at all was kind of disappointing.
0: It was, but, however, there is a Ring of Honor pay per view in three weeks, so yeah, it, it could. I, I could see Tony Khan thinking that we need to kind of stretch this out, and and I, I really hope that their Ring of Honor title match or tag title match is not against the Gun Club for for ring of honor death before or whatever it is uh it's not death before dishonor but it's uh something anyway no yeah. I, i'm hoping that's not the program going in but we'll see
1: i agree we'll see what happens but again i i do think that it was good to see the conclusion of this i think we are now moving in a direction where we're gonna get to see the acclaimed in ftr and i'm excited
0: for that certainly certainly so that was my seven My number seven was the Ring of Honor Fatal 4-Way World Heavyweight title match between Brian Danielson, Claudio Castagnoli, Chris Jericho, and Sammy Guevara. This match was another match that I thought was way better than I expected it to be. Uh, There was a wildness to this match that was so appreciated, as you have four guys, uh, and both pairs of guys are in the same faction. So you get the the the, the crowd-popping moments when Danielson and Claudio go at it, as well as when Guevara and Jericho go at it. I thought that that was really well-placed. And Jericho, in the, in the promo package he did after the match, really covered up the fact that, yeah, we were fighting, but we're competitors. And that's what I expected out of him, and I wouldn't have expected anything else. And, you know, he still loves him, and he's still been with him a long time. I'm wondering if this is seed's being planted. But if it is... I think we've tried Guevara as a babyface, and I think we know that he should just stay a heel.
1: Yeah, I think that was the big thing, is that this was not babyface behavior by Sammy Guevara. It was him trying to, to get one over. He wants to be a champion. Yeah, absolutely. And, absolutely. and he should want to be a champion. And like he's been a champion in this company before, so he should want to be a champion. That makes total sense. I thought this, this totally worked. Um, I'll talk about it more later. Um... Number six, Kyle. Jamie Hayter finally got her moment, and I was so happy to see it for her. And the, the tragedy of the Tony Storm run is that all that she did was deliver great matches against most of the women's roster, and she doesn't even get credit for doing that with being an official champion for, for the women's division. And I do think that is a shame. I don't think this is the wrong decision. I think Jamie Hader winning was great. I thought the the cheating element was interesting. Um I thought that getting to see and the fans were so behind Jamie Hader despite the fact that she was cheating.
0: Yes. Yes, they they wanted this moment for her for for sure. And uh yeah, no, I, I, I have it a little bit higher on my list, but again, I, uh, I'm i certainly not going to not put this over and say that it, it was really, really good. Really, really good. Really awesome yeah. moment, and when it finally happened, there was, like, a nice... Like, like she got a great pop. She the, And the, the I was going to say, like, the crowd was, unfortunately, not into the, I find, the other two women's matches, but there was a reason, which I'll get to in my next... Or, in my, I guess, my number six. But... Um, Certainly, they had her. They had she had them by the end.
1: Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. And Tony Storm, who was bleeding through this match too. Yes, yes. Uh, I'll, I'm going to get. We'll, we'll talk about this more when we get to your entry. But I feel like, I feel like we do. The crowd certainly didn't give it to her, but we owe a tip of the cap to Tony Storm for holding things down for as long as she did.
0: Certainly, absolutely. She's been the. They I mean the interim champion since I guess September. So, and she's been doing, she's been having plenty of good matches on TV, plenty of, yeah, plenty of great moments, and and certainly they deserved a little bit more from the crowd for this, but it was what it was. Uh, My number six was a match that I feel like suffered because of the crowd, uh, Soraya uh, against Britt Baker. Um, The reason that it suffered because of the crowd is, unfortunately, somebody was ejected during this match, Um, and it it caused a bit of a stir in the audience. It happened twice, apparently, because it did happen later. I will say this. A little disappointed in the newer crowd. Yeah, absolutely. They there was moments where you could tell they didn't give a crap about what they were watching and they didn't, you know, Not let that be known, which I think for these wrestlers who are working their ass off in there, especially Soraya and Britt Baker, who were having a fine match. But a few points that I did want to bring up that I didn't while you were talking about this was uh, the press conference afterwards. uh, Soraya was on and she admitted very much so that she was rusty in there uh, and that she but she's only been bumping for a few weeks because she did not get clearance until Halloween. That was when she was fully cleared to take bumps. She had outside doctors. She had inside doctors. Look at her neck. Apparently, her neck is 100%, which she was not expecting. Uh, She did talk about how Britt Baker really carried her through this program, considering that she was rusty not only in the ring, but uh, on promos as well. So she gave a lot of credit to Britt Baker, which I think is well-deserved. Yes. And, you know, called her a star, called her an avid professional. And I, I think, again, this is what it comes down to is she had was she's working with the top female in the company. And while I feel like this was a good like a fine match, I feel like it if given more time that it could have been better. Yes, but I, I was not unhappy with this. Her getting her first win in five years and her first match in five years was a really special moment. Uh, her bro- like you said her brother at ringside was fantastic every but she took that that neck breaker off the uh, apron on the outside and he just jumped out of his chair and he's yelling for her I was like yeah this is a moment
1: yeah um this I know it was a, it was a great match it really was and it was great to see uh these it was great to see them get their due and, and Britt Baker that's the thing about Britt Baker is that I just don't know that she suffers from these losses.
0: I, I don't. I think at this point she's pretty Teflon myself. Um, and be, sorry, go on. Yeah, and I think
1: the biggest thing is that I'm just really, I'm really looking forward to. I like. I'm ready for Hater versus Baker, and they might delay it, but I'm ready for it. Absolutely. This podcast is brought to you by Spear King, literally. Our producer, RJ, has decided to branch out and brand himself, and we couldn't be more excited to hear that. If you've been with Wednesday Night Wallop from the beginning, you will hear that the production has since improved tenfold, and that's all thanks to Spear King. RJ has worked tediously to hone his production skills from the opening song to the tidbits of music sprinkled throughout and the editing of the podcast in its entirety. Spear King puts a Royal effort into your product. I know for a fact that we wouldn't have the professional sound that we do without his efforts. So please go support our producer in all of his future endeavors. And don't be afraid to reach out about something you're interested in RJ getting his hands on That's spear King co on Facebook at spear.king.co on Instagram and at Music on TikTok. Spear King, music, media, and production.
0: I don't want to, you know, get off topic and then get back on this topic. So I wanted to go with my number five first, just because uh, it is Jamie Hayter and Tony Storm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this match was fantastic. Like you said, the crowd was very much so behind Hayter. Um, Tony Storm is a great performer Has been a great interim champion for the company uh, Really good representative For the women's division But I don't feel like she's hurt by this loss I, I feel like this was Jamie Hayter's time. It was her moment. And again, in the press conference afterwards, while she, I'm sure, was a little bit in character, she's worked hard for this. And uh, she does, certainly deserves the moment. The crowd is going with her at this moment. And it's nice to see a wrestling company embrace that. Because so often we've had to, And end up being this hasn't been so much of an issue since Triple H took over. But... With with the Vince McMahon era, we had to watch so many times where the crowd's going with someone, and he's just going, no. Whereas I feel like it's not quite the same in AEW. Usually when these moments happen, we know what the right move is, or at least Tony knows what the right move is. So all the credit in the world to these ladies. I thought they had a great match. Um, Again, I don't feel like the crowd was into it right, with the exception of, obviously, the support for Hater. Um, That music, her entrance, like, man, did they ever pop for her. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: It was cool to see. Kyle, you're number five. The Zero H world title. This match was way better than it had any right to be. Right. And I mean which is weird for me to say considering the people who were involved in it. Like, all excellent wrestlers, all getting their opportunity to shine. Right. I thought uh day De- I thought uh Sammy Guevara in particular was a notable
0: standout in this. Mm-hmm. Um We had a shooting star. Yes, a Uh, shooting star that was like so far, so far away. Jericho tried to get in position, but I think he realized, I can't move too much more. Yeah, and he hit it. It was incredible. I thought Claudio getting his moments
1: to get all the Claudio offense in. Uh, Danielson was he looked his usual great self. That that knee running knee he hit, uh
0: the, I I, I bit on that one for sure. I was gonna but. say, like, while I feel like everyone in this match knew what the result was going in or was going to be going in, there were moments where Danielson looked like he was gonna be the champ and the crowd bit on it. There were yeah. moments for Claudio, there were moments for Sammy, and every single time they did it, it worked.
1: Yeah. They wanted Danielson to mm-hmm. They, the crowd still loves Danielson so it's, it's cool to see I look forward to seeing more Ring of Jericho, though I'm interested to see where the story sort of goes from here because uh, we're I don't know I, like, I think they can do, the, they're going to run this until the ROH pay-per-view for sure and he's going to be on it, no, no question I am interested to see who the person is they're going to try to get to take this title off of
0: them Certainly, I, I think that it's going to be an interesting few weeks. I mean, the the Ring of Honor pay per view is in three weeks, so I mean, I feel like we're going to have to go there as soon as possible. So um, who is here is my question to you? Who in your mind is Mister ROH? I mean, there were so many. Yeah, there were I know. so many. I mean, you got you got Joe who holds you know uh, two titles now. He he could be a strong contender going in. I mean, you could do God.
1: Because I do have an answer but it's it's going to require it's going to require some work if we are going to do it in 3 weeks. To me Mr. ROH is J lethal.
0: Yeah, yeah, certainly. Uh, Adam Cole's another one too. Like those I mean, those two guys are- If
1: Adam Cole comes back, that's the answer. Yes. Or even Kyle O'Reilly, but I feel Old like Kyle O'Reilly's are-
0: going to be out for quite yeah. some time.
1: Yeah, he's in neck surgery. That's my, that's my point. Is it's, tr- it's too bad those guys hurt, because... Yeah, now this would be the time, too, but... So we're on to number four. Yes. Uh, who's doing me first?
0: You go ahead. Okay.
1: So my number four is... Well, I think we're going to need a, a moment here, RJ, because it's time for a
0: hoss fight. Yeehaw! It's going to be a good one. <laughs> this this was a great hoss fight. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. It was short and sweet. It was to the point. A yeah, surprise victory. Powerhouse Hobbs has not looked better. Um Wardlow looked fantastic in this match too. And Samoa Joe came out
0: and stole the victory. Yes. Um this was great. It, it certainly was. Um it initially didn't make my list, but I think Kyle I'm going to add a 4.5. And put this in there, because I don't want to honorable mention it. I think it's better than that. I just, with everything else on this card, it was so hard to fit it in. But I, I, if I, if if you're willing to let the rules bend this time, I would also like to give this one as much credit as you.
1: Yeah, I, I, like, absolutely. I mean, it was it was one of those things that, like, because the match, it, it came, it went so quickly. And, you know, man, Samoa Joe took some whole massive like this spot he got spine busted he got tossed all over this ring and like the, the, the spot on the
0: outside were hot ha- or sorry hoss <laughs> were hobs uh just runs at him and hits him with a clothesline he just took that all in the face and yeah. disappeared for i think that was the, the last spot until the end for him um, yeah I- Good but lord, this um, was fantastic.
1: We got to see Wardlow jumping off of stuff. Yeah, the Whisper in the Wind, which I believe should be called yeah. the Whisper
0: in the Hurricane for him. <laughs>
1: yeah. 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 And, and then obviously Samoa Joe, that, that, I mean, he's, that's a, a great thing about having that kind of finisher is he can hit it for out of anywhere and it can end a match so quickly. He can turn any match these in around immediately because he chokes guys out and yeah, he put Powerhouse Hobbs to sleep.
0: He, that he did. That he did. This was a tremendous match. Uh, I, again, I can't say enough about it. The, I think this was easy, an easy contender for Haas Fight of the Year.
1: And I actually wonder, because now you've got Wardlow without that title, I do wonder if now at the ROH pay-per-view, Wardlow might challenge Samoa Joe for
0: the TV title. It would be interesting. It would, it would It would certainly be a match that I think we're we're all kind of expecting at this point, and I'm here for it. Yeah, 100%. So that was my number four. Ryland, yours. My number four was the Acclaimed uh, versus Swerve and Lee. I thought this was a tremendous uh, lead-in to the main event. Uh, this was a better match than their match at Grand Slam. Uh, I, I will say that. And like these guys are again pr- uh, the acclaimed, the acclaimed, proven time and time again that they are over. They're, the crowd wants them, and no, I haven't heard a single person talk about these people ne- or t- talk about these two negatively.
1: Yeah, it's uh, so interesting. I'll talk about a team that has been on a come up in
0: 2022 mm-hmm. they were in the doghouse a year ago this is true this is true and they talked about it in the press conference where they brought a photo of them and uh tony Khan during an off-air segment where they're just yelling at him the entire time and that was a year ago and here they are you know tag yeah. team champions and they are you know easily one of the like the most over probably moving merch like crazy uh and all the credit to them for, for and, and like, again, as I said about Swerve and Lee as well, everybody elevated the, each other in this. And we're going to, I think we're going to get a great, uh, uh, great program with uh, Lee and Swerve coming out of it. I know that you said you're wondering if these two need to fight, but I think that there's definitely a fight in there. Um, and uh, I think it's going to be tremendous. Can Rick Ross be involved in any yes, way? I so. I, hope I so. need more
1: Rick Ross. Yes. Um, I will say, I. The acclaimed have really grown on me. I, I don't. Again, I've said this before. I don't think there's a, a group that has turned me around more than the acclaimed have. Um, yeah i i i'm i'm super i like they're they're crazy over Billy Billy Gunn.
0: Yes, is and that's, and they, more
1: over than he's <laughs> ever been in his life. At the age, he's almost sixty. Yeah. Um. And it's, and it's, it's wild. It's, it's great to see. Obviously, these guys, I mean, the rap was, Oh, man, I love Keith Lee and the blind side. Good Lord. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it, it's really great to see, uh, this team really start to rise up. Again, I love it when, and you look over this, this pay-per-view and you t- take a moment to really gather How many stars, at least in the U.S., this company has really made? Um, Jamie Hayter getting that opportunity. The Acclaimed, obviously. We still have yet to talk about MJF and and Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, Jake Cargill. Like This company is now Powerhouse Hobbs, Wardlow. This company is filled with people. As much as we talk about all the people who have come over uh, to make this company great, This company is filled with people that, especially young people, that are stars that came from
0: here. Yeah, absolutely. Homegrown talent is a thing that I think that with um, AEW, like you said, it's not looked at like it's prevalent, but it is. It absolutely is. Like, look at who Sammy Guevara too. Yeah, absolutely. And and uh, I I think that it's certainly something. After this pay per view, it's shine. It has a light shone on it more brightly than it ever has. And the other thing that's
1: interesting is how many people who've revived their careers here, too. Like, you talk about a guy like Jake Hager. I never, when he, when they brought him in, I was like, he's going to be a really good heavy. I never would have believed that he'd be, like, a credible character. And yet, here he is doing some of the best character work of his life. Mm -hmm. Who who knew that he comedy chops?
0: Yeah. (laughs) He likes that hat, man. He likes that
1: hat. It's good. It is good at... Orch Cassidy said that. I <laughs> was very funny. Um, that almost made my list, but uh, we'll we'll move on. Um, we're top three territory now. I think we have the th- same
0: three matches. I'm fascinated to know what the order is. Well, for, I think you'll be... I mean, well, I just how, how much you loved this match, I think you'll be disappointed that it's here, but Jungle Boy versus Luchasaurus, I have at number three. That's what I have there, too. I, it... <laughs> Wow. Because this, listen, this... What a match. What a match. And this program going in was stale. Was stale. And I was not expecting this. This was, I think, the the coming out moment for, for Jungle Boy in a sense that he was obviously a pillar. He's a young, homegrown talent that you... You, you know, you love to love in this company. And he came out and had this phenomenal performance, bled like crazy. Like oh yeah, the fact that this was the only match with a blade job on this pay-per-view number one was, I think it was great, but it was perfect. It was the opening match. Uh, That was the other thing is these guys opening, I think was a great choice for the company because man, they needed to start off hot. And I don't think anyone really expected this match to be as hot. I thought certainly, when they added the cage stipulation that we were going to I, have. I thought for sure when they added the cage, this is going to be a great match. Um, and they, they had the yeah. outside of the cage stuff, which apparently was a callback to Michaels and Undertaker as Luchasaurus's favorite match is that Bad Blood match. Um, wow! between the two of them uh and so the jungle boy talked about that in the press conference also he sounded great in the press conference so i think that this was a great he said he's done with luchasaurus now and jer or sorry yeah, christian is hurt so they'll have to revisit that later down the road he said he does want that match but he's moving on and i'm excited to see what he's moving on towards he's ready for
1: titles of some kind yeah. i don't care what he's ready for for the big time he is again. He's got star written all over him in the same way that MJF does, and I'm I'm so excited to see what the future holds for for Jungle Boy because I think he's fantastic, and Luchasaurus doesn't lose a lot for losing this match. Mm-hmm. He looked so dangerous in this match, and. If the TNT title is going to be, like, a Haas title, he slots in really nicely as a potential contender for that.
0: Absolutely. Uh, the the diving elbow off the top, uh, Jungle oh, Boy barely goodness. hit him. But, man, like, he hit him and then bounced off of him, and, oh, my goodness. Like, this, I, his sister and mother, their reactions to this were just ridiculous and the fact that he got right back up put him in the he he won by tap out and that was yes he did that was something that i thought was really good to really putting that move over and even the size discrepancy between the two of them i think at that point i at least bought that luchasaurus was done and i saw him tapping out to jungle boy at that point uh this was great there was not a bad spot in this match and i think that both people are elevated coming out of it and again was not expecting that from this match. So certainly, that's my number three. And, and again, you 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 had it the same spot.
1: Yeah, it, it, I don't have much more to say about it. than this was a great way to start the show. This is an absolutely fire match, and like, what can you say? It was it was phenomenal. It elevates both guys in a huge way. I think they're both superstars coming out of this. Uh-huh. And you can, and the thing about this is that christian can easily recover from this and move on to something else and have luchasaurus there and luchasaurus can move on to something else and these guys can start to really build their own run so that when we get to the part where christian uh can fight again and jungle boy's right there staring over his shoulders it could be over a title at that point mm-hmm. um I am excited to see whatever direction these guys want to go, and yeah, I'm fully ready for it. Number two, Kyle. This is hard, um, but I chose I chose moment over match. Uh, number two is a match of the year candidate. I will say this. Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, to me, was a match of the year candidate, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this match was a little bit better. That trios match... Was unbelievable.
0: As you expect with all six of these guys, Kenny Omega looked fantastic. The Young Bucks looked good. Everybody in the Death Triangle always looks good. But carry on my wayward son. Yeah, that's that's how we had the elite return. The perfect entrance. I I, you know what's amazing to me is I thought for sure they were winning these belts back in that moment just how how well they were presented you get Don Callis you get all the other background players back to the elite we're all back yeah Um, tremendous match like so freaking good and always with these guys so good but I do want to focus heavily on the ending to this match because the ending for me was tremendous. Yes, uh, they having having Ray Phoenix give in to his to the urges to use the hammer and and to use it on Kenny Omega and then get the win, which I don't think anyone saw coming, yeah. even because uh, of course Ray, we didn't know about the best of seven series, which we'll talk about later. But Ray Phoenix pinned Kenny Omega in the middle of the ring. It was not clean,
1: certainly, and Don Callis, ever the cheater that he is, the first to point out when a match is not clean, but. They retain those titles by hook or by crook, and it is interesting to see the dynamics of the different characters. Penta is all for winning by whatever means necessary, but Ray Phoenix is not about that life. And he and but but the moment came, and when the rubber meets the road, and you're about to be one winged angel. A hammer looks real, real good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And seeing Ray Phoenix pace after the match, realizing what it was that he had done and the dishonor that that he had brought to uh, to to his own, yeah, his own wrestling career, and, and everything that he believes in, sort of thrown away in the heat of the moment, and Pac being so. P- Pock just smiling there, being so proud of him, oh. like an evil uncle.
0: Like when he's after the batch is over, and he says, "Look at your work! Look at you! <laughs> look at your work!" I just I popped huge for that. I thought that was hilarious. There's,
1: there's two Englands, man. There's two Englands. Yep. Um And, and Pock is very Pock is very representative of one of them. Let me tell you. Um, but yeah. It, the match was phenomenal. The finish was really good. It told a great story, and I could
0: not be more excited for this seven, this uh, best of seven. Um, a spoiler alert, that was my number one, but I think I got everything off my chest that I wanted to talk about it with. So we'll talk about my number two and your number one, I suppose. So
1: as far as match quality goes, I had this one fifth. I had the trios match. Jungle Boy Luchasaurus, Haas fight, ROH title,
0: then this one. Right. But Regal sold his soul to the devil. He did. Uh, this was an amazing match because mo- like Moxley came in the total heel. No one yeah. in this arena wanted Moxley to win. MJF's mother. Uh, there's plenty of footage from her. Apparently, the post-wrestling guys were in the section with her, her and the family. And she was the the mom who was going up with the sign to everyone. She's taking pictures. There, it was just a a surreal moment when you like. I love the sign. I'm sure I sent it to you last night. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, This was fantastic. But MJF got to be the '80s babyface in this match. All these spots were ridiculous um, for him, anyway. But the crowd ate it all up. Like, it, it was living proof that if they were going to run with this guy as a babyface, he could do it. He absolutely could do it. Yeah, and and yet... And yet, and yet, it's not the direction. As at the end of this match, uh, like you said, Regal slides. After uh, getting on him about using the ring... Uh, Slides the brass knucks into the ring. Moxley gets popped in the head while the referee's down. And this is the match. MJF is your new AEW World Heavyweight Champion. It looks like he's aligning with William Regal. And we are getting this unit, which, again, MJF's not a guy who needs a talker. But Regal adds a certain level of credibility to you that I think Mm. this will certainly help his title run. 100%. And this is a title run that I do not anticipate ending anytime soon. This could go all the way up to the Bidding War of 2024.
1: I feel like this is a title run that I feel like he's got a solid year in him to, to run with this title if he wants to. There's Now, there are definitely, if we want to start to pr- make predictions as to who the person is going to take him down, I already have a person in mind. And I think we should keep those people away from each other for as long as possible. But yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of intriguing ways you can go with this. You could have Wardlow come after him again. You could have, uh, obviously, Ethan Page is an interesting, uh, look in the, in the immediate future. Um, W. Morrissey is a person who I might say it would be an interesting approach to him. And the thing about MJF is, you can kind of have either faces or heels go after him, because he certainly isn't a face, but the crowd the crowd has given the devil his due.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And
1: there's a lot of people, if you're asking right now, who I think the person who should, who should take the title of off of him... Because there is maybe nobody in the company better in the chase, and nobody who I think is more genuinely over than MJF than Hangman Page.
0: I was going to say I think you're going with Hangman Page, and I think honestly, I, I agree with you on that. I think he's the per- they have history. You know, they've had they've done this thing this dance before, and I think that that's the perfect moment to create these rivalries that well there well it may be over for the time being it's not fully over and it never will be and i think that AEW lacks some of those sometimes like we we push so many new guys in the direction of world titles that we oftentimes lose out i mean it does happen we certainly had omega and uh, hangman do their their extended program through over the course of 3 years and it certainly worked but uh, yes this, this is something that, again, I, I mean, I don't really want to even think about anyone taking the belt off MJF. I'm so excited for this. I think Dynamite on Wednesday is going to be great. I'm, I'm sad we're not we're not uh, covering it for this week, but it'll be great to watch regardless. Um, I am very interested to see how the crowd is going to react
1: to him going forward, because I honestly, genuinely have no idea. Certainly. Um, get, Kyle, what are you going to give this pay-per-view out of, uh, out of five? This is an interesting one, because again, we're talking about a show that had multiple Match of the Year candidates, that had several really truly great moments. It had returns, it had title wins, it had surprises. There was really a lot of great to this show, and I don't think there's anything particularly bad about it. I don't know if it quite gets to the high levels of some of the best AEW pay-per-views of all time, but it comes awfully darn close. This is going to be a 4.5 for me.
0: Uh, This is going to get a four for me. I feel like uh, the Nyla Rose, Jade Cargill match did did bring things down a little bit. But with all that being said, though, like like you said, multiple match of the year candidates on this thing. And as usual, AEW, even when we even when we're going in kind of like, oh, we'll see. They turned it around and they got a four point five and a four from uh, both of us. So I think that's great. Uh, Kyle, before we get out of here, I do want to say that uh, in the coming week, you will get a Ryland's Morning Sports Report covering the FIFA World Cup. Kyle, how excited are you to talk about football?
1: I'm very excited. It's World Cup season. Yes. We have to watch a little bit of it this morning. Um, a not great match between two two teams, but um, it's always exciting to to get that that opening match. Usually you get to see... Usually when the host country plays, it's a country that is, you know, pretty good. But uh, in this case, uh, the host country is uh, a work in progress, let's say. <laughs> I, I think that the I mean, World Cup season's always exciting. I think we're going to be talking about this for, for a little bit. Even though this one is particularly odd and compressed, it's still going to be exciting. And yeah, lots to say about it.
0: Uh, we also will be doing a uh, Wednesday night rewind this week uh, dropping sometime uh, before the end of the weekend uh, or actually dropping sometime before the end of the month it is war games month so number one you will get a survivor series uh, post or I guess after show from the network Kyle have you decided whether this is gonna be for you
1: um, I'm still torn it's gonna depend on the how the, my my week goes the, the, uh, the war games matches life. do look good though yes I mean Look at Kevin Owens, and, and we match. get
0: Pete Dunne too. So like that, we I'm do. very excited about that.
1: Um, I don't know who Pete Dunne is. Sorry, it's Bush. It's Bush. It's Bush. It
0: um, we also will be doing, like I said, a Wednesday night rewind covering Wrestle War '92, a WCW offering which has arguably a great war games match uh, in it with a lot of great stars in their in their youth. In their youth, I'd say. That's the best word to put it. Uh, Kyle's not excited for this, but uh, I think it's going to be great.
1: Every time we go back to WCW, you are more excited than
0: I am. Yes, because I love your reactions. Kyle, why don't you tell the fine folks who are listening to this podcast where they can find us on social media? If Twitter still exists, you can find us
1: there at WNWallop, Instagram WNWallop, Facebook search Wednesday Night Wallup. Black and Yellow 3, uh, or our names, that's us. And if you want to find me on Twitter, it is at KJ. that
0: is L-E-R-E-G-E-N-D-A-R-Y-K-J. Rylan, where can they find you? Uh, hoping that Twitter is still r- up and running next week. At RYAM Sport Report, that's where you can find me if you want to uh, contact me personally. Kyle, it's been a pay-per-view. It has. Send the people home happy. Thank you so much
1: for listening all the way to the end. We appreciate each and every one of you, and you have been walloped. Have a good afternoon. You have been listening to a Wallop Media Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Wallop Media. The hosts of our shows are Rylan, Kyle, and DK. You can find Rylan on Twitter at Rylan Wallop and Kyle on Twitter at Kyle Wallop. Production is by RJ Spearin. You can find his work at Facebook.com/slash spearkingco. Logo designs are by Maisie Mulder. You can find her work on her website, maisiemulderdesigns.com. Our podcasts are hosted by ACAST. You can listen to them on the podcast catcher of your choice or on our website, shows.acast.com wallopmedia.